Sacktown Sports. Headlines. I'm Simone with your Sacktown Sports headlines. Sacramento Kings wasted no time over the weekend pursuing EuroLeague MVP and Olympiaco star Sasha Vinchenkov. Sacramento has officially offered Vinchenkov an NBA contract worth part of their 12.4 million mid-level exception after clearing significant cap space last week by trading center Rashawn Holmes and the 24th pick to the Mavericks. Speaking of assets, the Atlanta Hawks are sending John Collins to the Utah Jazz, sources told ESPN on Monday. The trade creates a $25 million trade exception for the Hawks, the largest in the NBA. The Hawks are acquiring Rudy Gay and a future second-round pick for Collins. Atlanta has a year to potentially exercise the exception, and the trade cannot become finalized until next Thursday. I'm Simone. Those are your Sacktown Sports headlines. Welcome back into Cattles and Rami. One brings Makloff magic, while the other, hmm, we're still trying to figure that out. Paddles and Rami. Sacktown Sports. Hour number three of this here radio program. Already? On a Monday. Wow. Big week. Big week. As we count down to NBA free agency coming up on Friday. Lots of rumors, lots of stuff. Going to be spread around, I'm sure. So uh, we keep an eye on everything, or as much as we can, to help fill in some of the gaps that you might be uh, looking to be filled. Because, again, there's just a lot of stuff being said. A lot of things happening. Uh, One of the things that are being said, that Kyle Kuzma's free agency market is going to be rather large, Rami. And... uh, the Kings, as we know, they have about $36 million in cap space. That is if they renounce the rights to Harrison Barnes. If they keep HB's cap hold, then that number drops significantly. Um, but if if they do renounce HB's rights, they'll have about $36 million in space. And so a usually very busy time period as we head into NBA free agency is even that much busier because your Kings have a lot of cap space. Your Kings could do some damage. That Rashawn Holmes trade on draft night was just so significant as far as what this team can do in this offseason. You've got a a $7.7 million room exception. You have, again, about $36 million in cap space. You have the $12 million trade exception that you got from Dallas. Those are all tools. And I said this earlier in the show, you know, when you combine all of those, you got like $55 million worth of players that you can acquire. That's a lot of talent, a lot of talent. And so Kuzma is being mentioned by many people out there as as a possible fit with the Kings and as somebody who is likely going to make lots of money this offseason. Kuzma is expected to be one of the hottest names on the market. He said thanks, but no thanks to a $13 million player option he had with Washington. Matt Moore of the Action Network says whichever team hopes to land Kuzma will have to cough up a lot of money. Kuzma is eyeing, quote-unquote, $30 million annually on his next contract. Now, interestingly enough, Moore adds that the Jazz and the Mavericks are among the teams that have interest in Kuzma. The Jazz are said to be one of the few teams willing to put up big money in various talks early on. 
I would have to imagine. I would have to imagine that uh, the Jazz are no longer interested in Kyle Kuzma. I would have to imagine that because they traded for John Collins today. Probably a fair assumption. I don't think you're going to start Kuzma, Collins, Kessler, and... Uh, Larry Markinen at the two. Markinen. <laughs> all on the same team. You want to talk about big team. Utah's like, hey, we saw Denver. We're, we're going to... We're going to take Denver. We're going to trump Denver. We're going to go go even larger than you guys. So here's the thing, and I, I tweeted this today. So Matt Moore reports over the weekend that Kuzma and Utah are talking, and Utah seemingly is, is willing to throw the bag on the table for Kuzma. Then today, Utah trades for Collins. That would lead me to believe, Rami, that Utah got word from Kuzma or Kuzma's reps that Kyle wasn't going to go to Salt Lake City, that Kuzma was not going to go play for the Jazz. And that led to the Jazz going with plan B, and they pivoted, and they traded for Collins, which begs the question, if you're the Kings, Rami, you're sitting there right now looking at the list of free agents, list of cats that you can bring in here. Are you okay with the idea of paying Kyle Kuzma $30 million a year? I... I don't, I don't love it, but I also wouldn't necessarily. I'm, I wouldn't, I'm not going to sit here and say I wouldn't do it today, Nick. I think that, I look we in free agency and drafts and as trade deadlines approach, we tend to get our hearts set and our our sights set just on on one or two guys. And if it's not those one or two guys, then we're disappointed if it's not the guy that we wanted. I'm trying to keep an open mind here, man, and. When you look at the money, $30 million sounds like a lot. But when you look at today's NBA, that's kind of the market at this point for, yeah. s- for somebody, the skill level of a Kyle Kuzma. The thing that I wonder about with him, it's not the $30 million, I know this sounds weird to say, the $30 million doesn't scare me off Kyle Kuzma. I know that seems like a huge price tag to some people for that guy. He's not a great three-point shooter, and you talked before about Draymond Green and and how if who whoever you're going to bring in here, if they're going to be a good fit, they better know how to shoot the three because the Kings are going to keep on letting it fly. And, yeah, and 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 they've they've told us as much when we've talked to coaches. Right. But the other thing is, you look at Kyle Kuzma and defensively, when he was in L.A. with the Lakers and playing that one year with LeBron James, he was a he had a two point nine defensive win share. And ever since he went to Washington, it went down to two, and then it went down to one point nine. And if you look at his early days in 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 uh, in Los Angeles when LeBron wasn't there yet, he wasn't a good defender there either. He seems to well, not as as good of a defender. He's still pretty good, but he seems to sort of fall into whatever is going on around him. And if he's on a bad defensive basketball team then it seems to take away from from his defensive game as well. And he, we know he's coming to a place in Sacramento where they'd be asking him to raise the level defensively of the guys around him. And it seems like the opposite happens. Yeah. His level of defense drops when he gets in, in situations where the defense around him ain't so great. You throw that in with, what is he, about a 33 34% three-point shooter? And I just don't know that you're going to get your $30 million worth out of Kyle Kuzma when he gets here. I don't like it. 
I I see you know a lot of people tweeting that you know they'd offer Kuzma twenty six twenty seven million a year. I just first and foremost, what's his market? Like I know Matt Moore is writing and telling me that his market's huge. Is his market really huge? I think he'll have a few betters. Dallas right is not going to be in it. Dallas has to bring back Kyrie. I just I, I don't see Dallas making that happen. I don't I don't see Dallas making that work. They don't have the cap space unless they start shedding a ton of payroll and all that stuff. It just Dallas gets mentioned. They're almost like uh, they're second to Miami. Every time somebody's available, Miami's in on it. I I never buy all that. Like to me, it's a, it's some leverage play. I don't see Dallas as likely because they want Kyrie back, and once that's done, you're not paying Kyle Kuzma thirty million when you got to pay Kyrie and Luca. So I don't see that. I don't see the Jazz as I just mentioned because they just traded for John Collins. I think Kuzma's out on that on that spot. Indiana, maybe. Indiana could be a team that has cap space that could dump some money. But I don't know if his market to me is, oh, I, I've got to rush and pay this guy $30 million a year. I would not be in on that for $30 million a year. If you told me you could get Kuzma for like 17 18 maybe 20 maybe, maybe, maybe you could talk me into it. I, I have to just look at it. And if you believe that Keegan is part of the big three. Say if the Kings have their big three, and their big three ends up being Fox, Domas, and Keegan. Then Kuzma would make some sense. But here's the issue. You're looking at a Domas extension. Eventually, you're going to have to pay Keegan. And you're going to end up giving Kyle Kuzma like four years at a bunch of money? Is is Fox, Domas, and Kuzma your big three? Because if you don't think Keegan's going to be your third guy or your second guy, then you're telling me that that's the big three you're going to roll with. Fox, Domas, and Kuzma. So, and and transparently, man, I, I've never been a huge fan of Kuzma's game. He's a high-volume shooter. He's incredibly streaky. He's a high-usage player offensively who does not take a lot of free throws. Reminds you of HB at times. He, he does not get to the line consistently. He has a terrible shot selection, and I'm afraid of like him and Malik Monk <laughs> having these quarters of just, oh, you took a bad shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna one up your bad shot with my bad shot. And you mentioned it, Rami, defensively. I think Kuzma has the tools to be a defensive player, and he's he's shown flashes. I don't think he wants to be a defensive player. I feel like he's a defensive chameleon. If he's someplace where defense is important. Then he will. Then he will play defense. If the guys around him are playing defense, then he'll play defense. I think when he when he gets into situations where it's not as emphasized, and the guys around him aren't as good at it, then he falls into that as well. I just don't. I don't know if. I don't know if his intentions are what you want. Like I don't think he is worried about being a, a possession in possession out defender. And I also think that he believes he's a number one or number two option. At the worst, number two option. And I wonder if he gets paid, what does that do to the psyche? Are you having a guy walk in here saying, I'm going to have my, you know, I'm going to take 18 to 20 shots a night. You pay me $25, $30 million, I'm your number two. I'm going to jack him up. Mm -hmm. Because he's not an incredibly efficient player. No. So I just, I've never loved Kuzma's game. And I'm concerned that the Kings end up handcuffing themselves with a big deal like that. 
and now you've got Fox, Domas, and Kuzma on the books, and you're married to those guys for the next three, four years. And then you've got to, you know, cross the Keegan Bridge when you get there. So I have my concerns about Kyle Kuzma. Your thoughts. Do you like the idea of Kuzma, especially at $30 million? If you're telling me you'll get Kuzma for $17, 18000000 you could probably talk me into it. And you it. said you have concerns. I'm not saying I don't have concerns. But right. Show me a free agent signing that I wouldn't necessarily have concerns about. And I don't know that they're out there, Nick. So your thoughts. You went on Kyle Kuzma. 916-339-1140 is the text line. The phone number is 1-800-920-1140. You can also hit us up on YouTube at the chat, youtube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. We will get to your feedback, your thoughts on Kyle Kuzma, and uh, a whole lot more coming up in 90 seconds. Show me the money! Live and local in the afternoon. They always keep you on edge. Cattles. And Rami. On Sackdown Sports. All right, let's get to some of your reaction. YouTube chat. YouTube.com, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Check us out. Give some thumbs up. We're over 30. Let's get to 50. Let's get to 50 likes today. Oh, easy. Uh, easy. Chris Oliva. Throw a name at you, Rami, since Chris threw a name at us. All right. Grant Williams. Meh. I don't know. What? What's the price tag? What are we talking about? Uh, for Grant? Yeah. My best guess Maybe about 16. That's a good deal. I was going to say somewhere in the 10 to 15 range, maybe I'm in on Grant Williams. So 16, yeah. Like, I don't know because we'll talk about him in a little while, but Nas Reed, right? Like, Nas Reed got $14 a year from Minnesota. I I don't think Nas Reed is, when you look at him and Grant, market-wise, probably somewhat similar, right? I mean, I think Grant's more versatile and a better shoot defender. The three a little bit, good defender, yeah, better shooter. Yeah. So if Nas got fourteen, Grant might get sixteen or seventeen. Do you like Grant Williams? I, I'd, I'd kick the tires. Like I said, I'm keep I'm keeping an open mind as far as where this money goes and and who they'd be. I don't think I'm gonna say no to a lot of guys, Nick, because I know that I know the way that free agency works out, and I, I think there are plenty of guys out there that can help the Kings on this free agent market. And obviously a few are a more, are more appealing than, than the rest. But yeah, I think Grant Williams brings some things to the table that the Kings kind of need and, and at the right price. Sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd kick the tires. I think Grant Williams is a perfect fit for the Kings. Perfect. I think he's a big that can play alongside Domas because he can stretch the floor. I, I think he's a very good versatile defender. And he also has a little bit of that edge and a little, look, he talks too much. That's what I would warn Kings fans about. Like he, he, he will fatigue you a little bit. Mm -hmm. He never shuts up with the officials. He'll never stop talking. I think, I think he believes he's a little better than he really is. Flops a lot too. Uh, But you want to talk about both ends of the floor, a guy that can shoot the three and can stretch and play alongside Domas. And, you know, the argument would be if he gets paid, then maybe he's a little bit more secure in his skin. I think this past year he tried to do a little bit too much at the beginning of the year because he was thinking about money, 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 money. I'm going to get the bag. i got to secure money, the bag. More money, more money, 
but you know, I, I think Grant would be Grant would be a good fit. I really do. I, I think Grant would be a good fit for the Kings. And if it's going to cost you sixteen million, seventeen million, then you could get Grant. You can get another guy at sixteen, seventeen million, and you got Vazenkov. Now you got three additions to a team that was third in the Western Conference a year ago and won forty eight games. That ain't too shabby. And you still have all your assets, Davion Mitchell. You have some firsts. You got some swaps. You've got, you know, the the trade exception from Dallas. Text line: Draymond Green single handedly killed all of the camaraderie the Warriors had. They do not want Draymond Green on the Kings. How much do you put into that, Rami? Because we talked about his basketball fit, but how much yeah. do you put stock into the whole teammate thing and, and some of the stuff that he's done? JJ and I talked a little bit about that, like how how it would go as far as you know bringing him, integrating him into the locker room, as far as the 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 chest stomp in in the playoffs. I keep bringing this up. Scottie Pippen's walking around with a scar in his chin that Dennis Rodman gave him, and uh, they went on to win three championships just a couple of years after after that went down. So they can they can get over it, guys. Guys get over that that kind of stuff real quick when they realize somebody can come in and help them win a championship. But that aside, I think you know Draymond's uh, Draymond's brand of of motivating and encouraging teammates <laughs> <laughs> it can it can rub some people the wrong way and, ah, you know hit a guy with a super punch and it's it's a lot easier to to swallow that pill to accept that kind of stuff when you came up with Draymond you know what I mean when yeah. you're when your staff or Clay or even Steve Kerr who that was his first head coaching job it's it's different when he's going into a situation and bringing that type of strong personality with him. I think that'd be a challenge for any organization or any locker room. I think the Kings are more equipped for it than than most others would be because of Mike Brown and the relationship that he has with with Draymond Green and the tone that he's already set here in Sacramento. So I I'm not as put off by that as I think some some other folks are. Uh yeah, just again, watch out for the Superman punch if it's flying your way. Yeah, duck. twelve twelve mulatto. Duck. Uh twelve mulatto on uh YouTube. YouTube.com Sacktown Sports eleven forty says uh, about Grant Williams, he's six six, man. Uh yeah. He 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 is not a very, very tall guy. Plays big. But what I would I would compare him to PJ Tucker. He's that kind of player. There are certain guys that are six five, six six, but can play the four. Charles Barkley is like six four. And I'm not saying Grant's Charles Barkley, but it all depends on frame and game. Like you can be six five, six six and survive at the four. You can certainly do that. And I think Grant does do that. So he he's PJ Tucker esque with his game. And when PJ Tucker was knocking down threes consistently, I mean Grant's a forty percent shooter from three. He'll kill you from the corner. I mean, he's a perfect fit, I'm telling you. Perfect fit for the Kings. He's a perfect fit with with Domas. Another text about Draymond. Please, God, don't sign Draymond. Dude is washed. Keep him away. Yeah, 33 years old. Never a superior athlete. Uh, Always, you know, always survived at the NBA level with his basketball IQ and the little things that he does. He's not going to wow you with his athleticism and defensively, I think he is starting to take a step back. I, I don't want Draymond. I don't think he's a good fit. I don't think he's a good fit on the floor. I think he's a terrible fit offensively. Uh, here's another text, Rami. Get your thoughts on this. What do y'all think? Seems like it's more likely we run it back. 
One more year together is better than new, barely better players. So you saying bring back HP? Bring him back. Um, I said when the when the off season started, that that's that's definitely something that's a possibility, and you're you're not going to necessarily find it all that easy to upgrade on Harrison Barnes. And if if the free agent market, this goes back to what I've been saying, Nick, about keeping an open mind about the options that they now have with all that money that they have to spend. If the way that the market shakes out, turns out that Harrison Barnes is is the best player that you can get, not the end of the world, man. You know what I mean? And especially if you're going to add a Vizankoff and maybe one other piece with the money that you have, along with bringing back Harrison Barnes. Right. We talked during the season about Harrison Barnes is a good ball player. I just wish he, he they they relied on him more, that his importance to – relied on him less, I should say, that his importance to this team – was maybe a little bit less, and you had other guys that that could that could step into the lineup and give you some versatility in terms of doing some things that Harrison Barnes doesn't necessarily have in his bag. So that's that's another thing. This is going to get really old really fast as we get closer and closer to free agency of me saying, "Yeah, I'm not against that. I'm, well, I'm open to that." Here's what's interesting about the HB thing: you've got to make a decision, right? Because again, you've got his cap hold and. As much as we talk about Friday, and Friday is going to be an absolutely crazy day, a fun day. As much as we talk about Friday and NBA free agency and, and how deals are going to be struck, don't get it twisted. People are talking to each other in the league, okay? I think Monty has a, a decent idea as to what he might be able to do right now. I think he has an idea. Hey, I've got a shot at Kyle Kuzma at about this money. Hey, I've got a shot at this guy at about this money. You know what? It's probably not worth going after Cam Johnson because the Nets are just going to they're just going to match any any deal that you offer him anyway. He has a good idea. Monty and his staff have a good idea. So that begs the question of you know Harrison's team is also working for Harrison right now. And let's say a team like the Indiana Pacers are interested in bringing Harrison Barnes in. And let's say Indiana wants to pay him twenty to twenty five million. Do you make that decision on Harrison Barnes before you might get the yes or the no from some of these other guys? Right. The timing of this is fascinating because you have to renounce Harrison Barnes to open up this space. I renounce you, Harrison Barnes. So if if <laughs> if Monty doesn't renounce the, the, the cap hold, right, if he doesn't say, hey, we're, we're done, we're renouncing HB, then HB is still solidly in the mix until that is done. Because once that is done, he gone. So it's it's really a timing thing, and where where HB's head is at, and you know does HB think he can go out into the market and get twenty plus million a year? If he does, does Monty want to spend twenty plus million a year? Is HB willing to take a discount, quote unquote, to stay here in Sacramento because he's been here for so long? Like you know, is all of these things are being discussed right now? Because if you wave goodbye to Harrison and you don't bring somebody in who is seen at least as an equal on less money or an upgrade on HB. You could take a step back. Yeah, it's a tough spot, right? It's a really tough spot to be in. You're sitting there with holding on to your $30 million and nothing to do with it. But I go back. Sometimes you just got to try to read the tea leaves, and you're not always going to be right when you do it. But you go back to the draft night trade. There is a reason why Monty made that deal. There's a reason why Monty McNair created that extra cap space. They did not need extra cap space 
to re-sign Harrison. They could have re-signed Harrison for whatever. He's their own guy. So when they made that move, to me it screamed, Monty either knows he's got somebody or he feels pretty good about somebody that is not Harrison Barnes. Because he created that space for a reason. Right. Whether it's one guy or two guys, he he made that move. You don't just give up a first-round pick if you're going to re-sign Harrison Barnes. He gave up that first-round pick and gained that cap space because he's got his eye on somebody. He's got an idea. He's got an idea. If not a couple of do. people. So could, could HB be the backup plan? Certainly. But that trade tells me HB is not plan A. I don't know who plan A is, but I don't think it's Harrison Barnes which I think is the right thing as we discussed right after the season, Rami. The whole priority is to upgrade. All right, speaking of the Kings, you can cross off two names from the Kings' wish list. Talk about it next. Your afternoon home for Kings talk and more. This is Cattles and Rami on Sacktown Sports. So we've been talking, Rami, for the last uh, couple months about what this offseason could look like. And we've thrown some names out there. A couple of those names, I think you can safely cross off the list. One, absolutely, you can cross off the list. One, looks like it's going to go that way. Uh, I had spent a lot of time during last offseason and also at the trading deadline this last season Talking about Nas Reed. Now, I thought Nas Reed was a fantastic fit here with the Kings to play alongside Domas. As did I. Made a lot of sense. I think they played the Timberwolves just before the trade deadline, and I'm pretty sure the Timberwolves won, and you and I were both pointing at Nas Reed in that game and going, see, that's that, that's the Kings could use a guy like that. That's, that's what the Kings need right there. Yeah, he's a guy that could stretch the floor. Uh, kind of sneaky athletic. Catch you by surprise every once in a while. And uh, he can defend at the rim yep, a little bit there. Yeah. And so he, he's somebody who could could play the four alongside Domas at the five. He's somebody that could play the five when Domas sat out for a few minutes. Made a lot of sense to me for the Kings. Well, he gone. Uh, that is not going to happen. Nas Reed is staying in Minnesota with the Timberwolves over the weekend. Uh, he agreed to a three-year, $42 million contract extension with Minnesota, that's $14 million a year. Fair price. Sure. Show million dollars me the in money. cap space. I don't know if it's a fair price for Minnesota just because of the money they're dumping into the position. Dude, I mean, how many bigs do they need? My does this freaking mean, word. About does three more. Does this mean they're trading cat? They're paying over $400 million <laughs> between Gobert, Cat, and now Nasri. Good Lord. Four hundred million plus, like four unprotected first round picks they gave up. I mean, that uh, we see we see Denver and what they did, and I know we're talking about the games going a little bit bigger if you can get there, which is why we talked about it earlier. Chris Paul, interesting move by Golden State. They're zigging while everybody wants to zag, but that's a lot of money <laughs> for bigs, three bigs, more than four hundred million. Good lord, and it didn't work this year. They're like, let's double. They're doubling down. 
If you're Minnesota, you go to Warrior. Our friend Phil Mackey in Minnesota right now. <laughs> Phil better worry. Phil better worry about, uh, you know, the GM, who is uh, Conley, right? He used to be Denver's GM. Yes. Is he going to be almost too stubborn with this plan? And he's like, he's he's going to either prove to the world that they can play with Gobert and Cat and just Nas Reed or... See, I thought all along, and we've we've heard rumors to this effect, Nick, that if it if it didn't work or if it was clear that it wasn't going to work, the the plan with Rudy Gobert, then their big their big chip to move and sort of reload some of those assets and some of that money off the cap that that they gave up in the Rudy Gobert trade would be to trade Cat. I I always thought that it was sort of do or die for Cat. I don't when I don't, they made the move for Rudy Gobert. I don't disagree with you. I mean, so I, I think they wanted Gobert and Cat to work. At this point, and Ryan and Sacktown in the YouTube chat, youtube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140, give us that like, Talking Kings pretty much all day with you, and a lot this week as we get ready for free agency. I think they wanted it to work with Cat and Gobert. I don't know if they're totally sold on the idea that it's going to work now. And... Towns' contract is absurd. And I, I think if you go back to Cat like two, three years ago, and I'm not even talking about I'm well aware of his personal story. I'm well aware of the adversity he faced. I'm well aware of all of that. I'm just talking about on the floor, okay? Because I, I don't think you can excuse everything that he falls short of on the floor due to people passing away. That's that's the reality of it, right? It, it, I'm not trying to be cold-hearted here, but – when you work, you lose people in your personal life. You got to keep working and you got to try to do the best job you can do. Mm-hmm. And at times it could still affect you, of course. But, you know, I, I don't think him arguing with the officials is because he lost his mother to COVID. I, I don't think, you know, him him being immature on the floor at all times is because some of the challenges he's he's had to face off the floor. Guess what? He could just be, you know, somewhat of a mature guy on, uh, immature guy on the floor. And so... It just, there's so many questions about him. Who in the world is going to pay this guy $60 million in 2026? I have I mean, no just, idea, man. 2028, he has a player option for $64 million. Yeah. He's just not that dude. Super talented. He's just not that dude. You know what I mean? You're going to pay him because, look, I would imagine he's going to say yes to that player option in 27, 28. The final two years of his deal, you're paying over $125 million for Carl Anthony Towns. I might be able to sell you that or sell you on that like three years ago. But I think that ship has sailed. So they might want to move Towns. I don't think they're going to be able to move Towns. I just don't see it happening. Not not with that contract, man. Like he, His extension hasn't even kicked in. His extension kicks in at 24-25. And right now, estimate. Probably going to be higher than this because they're going to get more money on the cap and TV deals and all this. Right now, 52 million, 56 million, 60 million, 64 million is that contract extension. Hasn't even kicked in yet. That's insane. Towns only played 29 games last season, too, which is the devil's advocate argument for keeping him and Gobert together, but they weren't great in those 29 games. I mean... I just, I, there's no doubt they want to move him. I, I don't know how many people are calling, e- even though as uh, world of talent, man. As, I said I think he has MVP type of talent. As Nate Kyle mentioned, 
you know, Cat thinks he, he changed the game. Yeah. Even though he changed the game, according to himself, I don't think there's many teams knocking on that door. But anyway, so Nas Reed is staying in Minnesota for now. I don't even know if the Kings were interested. You know, we speculated he'd be a great fit. I don't know if Monty was really interested or not. I have no idea. I mean, if if Monty wants to text me or call us, I was going to say Monty listens to this show and takes our takes our word. And the other gospel, guy, you know, and the other guy, Nick that, and Rami want Nas Reed. Let me go get Nas Reed. Got to go get him. Got to go get this guy. And the other guy uh, that I'd be I'd be shocked if Monty was not interested in is Josh Hart. And we talked about Josh Hart. He is a great fit. For the Kings, he can knock down threes. He's a very good defender. He's great on 50-50 balls. He's a, a really, really good rebounding guard slash wing for his size. And, you know, he's somebody who truly seemingly gets it. But he has decided to extend his deadline to make a decision to stay with the Knicks, which that usually means the team is negotiating. He's going to make a little bit more money. And they just extended that deadline where he had to decide on his player yeah, option. This means the two sides want to work something right. out. He wants to be a Nick. They want him to be a Nick. They yep. just need a little more time to work it out. They don't need other people getting in his ear and making it difficult. And he's a he's a perfect, you know, Tibbs player. I, I he was he was exactly I think what, what the Kings sort of needed and I, he was high on my list of guys I'd have liked to see him go after, but it doesn't look like that's gonna be a real possibility. Yeah. So you've got uh you've got both Nas Reed and Josh Hart likely off the market. Two guys that I thought were tremendous fits. And also, they weren't going to cost you a ton of money. Yeah. I mean, you, Hart's probably going to get, I don't know, what, $17, 18000000 million at the most. So when we talk about the Kings having cap space of around $36 million, you know, these are the moves they could make. They, You know, you absolutely could have afforded both Nas Reed and Josh Hart. Yeah. And imagine adding those two guys to your team. You feel pretty, pretty, pretty good. And then you also have the exception money that they've offered Vizankov. So, you know, if you told me you added Josh Hart, Vizankov, and Nas Reed, not a bad offseason. Not bad at all. And you still have assets. I would take that. To trade if you'd like. All right, I remind you that uh, all guests come to you from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda is your one-stop. One-stop Honda shop. You intentionally did that. Terribly. You knew it was going to be late. out of practice. You were gone for a while. I was gone for a while. You knew it was going to be late, and you jumped over the top. It's got to, we got to work on it. Snuck up on me, too. It's not going to get ready. better unless we work on it. I actually kind of appreciate it, <laughs> how you were just willing to commit to the awfulness. Because practice makes perfect. Practice? We already did that today. <laughs> called a callback well we're all out of the uh we're all now that's coming up at 5 30 we're all out of the uh we're all out of the uh, ai practice oh simone really liked really liked kyle's callback yeah and then i felt bad because that was his injured hand i tried to give him a high five and he has his bandage all over it it's yeah. terrible uh we'll get some more of your action on the kings maybe Actually we'll discuss kyle's busted ass hand and a whole lot more coming up <laughs> Live and local in the afternoon. They always keep you on edge. Cattles. And Rami. On Sackdown Sports. Derek Vercelli. What's happening, Derek? YouTube chat. Sup, boys? Great show today. Thank you. We appreciate you. And we agree. Yes. Spectacular show today. Great show. Especially on a Monday. Oh. 
I mean, I was off last week. For us to come out, of, and I was sick Thursday and Friday. Yeah. For us to come out of the gates as good just, as we are today. I mean, we hopped right on the bike. I think it's a 10 out of 10 show. By the way, who's who's the backseat bike guy? Me or you? Um, Ooh. Rob, I would say, I don't, I don't know. What kind, how good a bike rider are you? I would assume... The stronger bike rider goes on the front. That would probably be you. I got bad knees. But you work out more than I do. That is true. I ride the exercise bike. And I you do, do yoga. I do. I did an hour of yoga this morning. An hour of yoga. Who possibly fits in an hour of yoga in the morning? This guy right here. Damn right. Yeah. Got to fit it in. Certainly not this guy. <laughs> got to take care of yourself. Would you be Would you be against getting a, like one of those motorcycles with a little sidecar? Ooh. Oh, no, I'd be down for yeah. that. I'd be down for that. I never wanted a motorcycle. But you sidecar guy or throw in am the side I ca- sidecar guy? Oh, no, you should. I should be sidecar guy. I don't trust myself on a mo- riding, a mo- driving a I motorcycle. I don't really trust myself. With a I was about to say, problem. Nick, you're going to get in a sidecar driven by Rami. <laughs> that's just, what's going to happen now. That sounds like we just got two sidecars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Simone barreling down the highway. Hey. <laughs> a couple sidecar guys here. A couple sidecar guys. <laughs> very humble very humble today simone's driving the uh motorcycle okay on on right. on the uh it raises an interesting question on the tandem bike does the stronger rider go on the front or the back i think the front because whenever i see parents and kids the parent is up front yeah. and the kid is in the back and sometimes I saw, they have their feet up they're not doing any of the work yeah, i saw a lot asses. of those uh those like uh i don't know what you would even call them the, the bike bars, like the 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 bike, oh, like the chariots, pedal, almost the totally oh, and Tahoe, oh, the whole family, the, the people who oh, like. Yeah. I'm gonna book one for us. Yeah, say less. <laughs> I'm booking one. I, I got a weekend. I don't think he's talking about the pedal tavern, Simone. I think he's talking about like. I'm okay with the pedal tavern. It's though. like a I'm four, down on yeah, that. I'd, I'd get on one of those. I'm down with that. It's like a four seat bike. Like I know yeah. exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. With like it's got benches basically, yes. like a front seat yes. and a back seat, and yes. everybody's pedaling. Well, not everybody. It's always the dad. I saw it like twenty times in Tahoe, <laughs> and dad is always the too. one trying to pedal his I family. I pointed that up the out hill. too. Some freeloading ass kids on yeah. the back taking a free ride. Dad's pulling hamstrings as he's pedal. trying to go up the hill. You could pedal. I mean, at least give some effort. At least make it look like you're trying to help dad. <laughs> Lazy ass kids. A lot of people catching strays today. Yeah. Listen, if, if you're if you're letting your dad do all the work, then you know you gotta step up. Now problems there. If also, we want to do a show pedal tavern, though, I'm I'm in. I'm in. I, I don't know what that, that is, but then what, what did you think we were talking about? The brew bike thing? Yeah, or that's yeah. what I'm okay, talking about. Maybe yeah. I same thing. Have said same their thing. Name. Same okay. thing. All right. Same difference. Yeah, I'm going to be sending out a text. Yeah, right free now. advertising for the local brand of pedal taverns. It's fine. Local business. Hey, maybe we'll get a deal. JJ knows a guy. I get to you. I JJ promise. knows a guy. Hundred percent. JJ probably knows five guys. He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. He'll start now, a bidding war. I'm also picturing you guys doing the Flintstones thing, like no, <laughs> <laughs> no floor, and both of you trying to battle on the ground. So, so JJ, by the way, you, see, you saw the text exchange over yes, the weekend. Yes, I did. Yeah. So I text on Saturday that I was going to be. We'll get back to the Kings. Trust me. Maybe. Maybe not immediately, but we're going to get back to him. Eventually. Eventually. Stay with us. But uh, I text out on Saturday that Kelly and I had pulled up to a place, one of my favorite spots. And uh, Simone was like, I'm going to pull up with a couple of honeys. 
by the way, she showed up with one honey. One honey. Singular. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other honey was at home allegedly warming up a hot oh, tub. Oh, so that, that was a fraudulent hot tub honey? <laughs> you can tell hot tub honey. She got to make sure the hot tub's hot. <laughs> yeah, hot in a hot tub. Uh, yeah, you got to tell her. You got to set her straight. So Simone showed up with one of her friends. Marsha, Martha. 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 Martha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Rami texts. He was out of town. Chris never texts, but Simone messaged me in person and told me that uh, Verlad was a little under the weather over the weekend. Yes. JJ, this is customary for JJ. JJ, if you text him on like a Friday or Saturday night, he's not going to – usually he doesn't get back to you. It's usually like a 16-hour turnaround. It's the next It's the next morning, <laughs> yeah. early afternoon. It, you, you wake up to the JJ text. <laughs> he's laughing at something. And he I don't even remember what he's laughing at. It's like, <laughs> Robbie, you crazy dog. I'm like, what did I say? I don't even remember. I got to scroll I up and remember what I said. You got to go back like 1,500 texts back to see it. <laughs> and then you don't even know what he's referencing. You think you know what he's referencing, but he might be referencing something different within the last 15 hours. And he texted us that he was uh, doing something in L.A. for like BET. He said BET uh, Awards weekend. Yes, 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 yes. That guy. It was a big weekend. I'm like, they gave the uh, Lifetime Achievement to Bust a Bust. I thought they gave it to JJ. (laughs) (laughs) This guy has got it going. This is the second straight weekend because last week I was here. He's like, yeah, I went to Los Angeles real quick over the weekend. Don't sleep on my man. He's going to L.A. all the time. Jet setter, no doubt. My guy's doing things. And I text back. I said something about like uh, JJ pulling that like, you know. Going over the top again on us. It's probably sitting next to Kyrie Irving at that, too. Sorry, man. I was hanging out with Bust a Bus on Saturday night. <laughs> Couldn't come on by. <laughs> I was presenting him his Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I was hanging out at uh, Busta's post, post party. My bad. I wasn't going to go, but Busta insisted. <laughs> he insisted. I, I don't know. Made it back in time for 6 a.m. radio on a Monday. I mean, that, yeah, JJ doing the morning show this week. That Look at guy, this guy. JJ's all around the world. Look at this guy. He's all around the world. He's doing all sorts of shows on the air. I mean, he. I don't know if anybody's stock has risen higher than JJ's in the last year. And that man, his stock is very high right now. For sure. If you're buying stock, buy JJ stock. Well, you don't buy high, right? You buy low and sell high. No, he's got to go higher, though. Oh, you think yeah. he's... Oh, yeah. Stock's still rising. He's got to reach the zenith. Yeah, I mean, he's sure. just... He's propelling... Yeah. By the dips. Yeah. I mean, he's incredible. Yeah, might wait, wait for an off week. <laughs> when he's not... When he's not... Hey, wait for a dip. Not when, he, wait when he's... Wait for a dip on JJ when, when he's not jet-setting around the country. <laughs> wait you, for him to go on vacation in New York City. That's, that's <laughs> when. You might get his stock a little bit lower, and then you come in... <laughs> A little bit lower, and then JJ's, you know, hanging out with Jay Z somewhere or something, and pfft, stock through the roof. I mean, you think we kid? We don't kid. No, this man is—he's making he's a moves. Jet setter and, a, and a move maker. Sitting with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch at a playoff game. Obscene! It's just crazy. Sitting right behind Kyrie and his daughter, he's having conversation with Kyrie Irving. He's jet setting to, to the BET Awards over the weekend. I'm happy for him though. And that man had the nerve to say Corsair Cattles. Nerve. <laughs> he had the nerve. He sure did, didn't he? he had the, this guy's hanging out with Buster Rhymes. He's telling me courtside cattle. Lovable, squeezable name. <laughs> I miss like that a man. Ghost. <laughs> that was so sweet. I miss that man. I'm having JJ withdrawals. It's been too long. He didn't get to work with him last week. He's he's not working with I'm us you, this we week. All gotta until get Friday. On that, we all got to get on that pedal tavern together. 
Catch up. I'm trying to come Get up with beers. all the people that I should invite, and it's getting complicated. How many fit on one of those things? I saw 10 to 12, right? I saw like 16 people over the weekend. Whoa, wow, that's too many. What was, was interesting is like- I don't like that many people. This is the first time I've ever seen it. They just drop everyone off at like, it was 20th Street in downtown. They just drop everyone off at the end of it. It's like, okay, go find your own cars. Yeah. We're just dropping you off here. Yeah, end of the road. And they get off the pedal tavern like drunken cows just aimlessly no, walking around trying was, to find their vehicles. That was literally what it was. It was 20 people just standing in a circle, all who had just spent <laughs> like, two hours on a pedal tavern. I don't know where we go. Somebody get an Uber. <laughs> Should I not send out this text? I was being very sincere. No, I wanted di- to I'm, get this going for I'm us. down. I'm okay, in. All right. I would be down. Going to send out 20 invitations and get six replies. And every time one of them gets in my way as I'm driving around Midtown, my girlfriend is like, that looks like so much fun. So she'd I've be down. I've never been so on one two. either. Yeah. I've never been on one either. They just they hold up traffic. I just see them holding up I'm traffic. not legally allowed to be on one of those. Oh, yeah. That's right. Why? Or, okay. Because I'm, I'm 16 <laughs> years the old. Okay. Order, All right. Simone. <laughs> the what? <laughs> I didn't even hear it. What'd you restraining say? Restraining order. I said restraining oh. order. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Jesus, Rami. No, I was I was making a joke about how young I am, but Jesus. Uh, he's got nothing to do with it. Jeez, man. They won't let Kyle Sorry. on it because he has a mutant hand. Yeah, what, what'd you do, dude? Oh, you do very similar. I was just I was playing some pickup basketball, balling up on some people, and oh. I, uh, I popped my uh, wrist. And... Uh, we got the compression tape. It's all purple, and uh, we're doing good. All I think about is the clumps back here. I'm like, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> Cal, Cal came in before the show, and Simone's like, look at his hand. I feel like elephantitis of the hand. He puts it up. It's so this, swollen, like this, so purple, you guys. Like, it's you know when you blow bad. air into, like, you, every kid does this in the doctor's office? Kyle got one Mickey Mouse hand. You blow air into the rubber glove. Sorry, but he's okay. He's doing okay, you guys. I swear we're not good oh people. Yeah, no, you can laugh. It's I have full function in my wrist. It's just a sprain. We're getting that HR email right now for pulling. Oh, I ain't scared. Oh my god. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Oh. Guy followed me. <laughs> my hands all swelled up. Huh? Oh my god! <laughs> not good people. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Beeman says, and I think this is a great point. Beeman says, "I'm sorry, Kyle, but you look like you would call a charge in a pickup game." Absolutely not. Hey, charge. Absolutely is a charge. never. No, right, uh, my feet are set. We'll we'll talk about the latest on the Kings and Sasha Vizankov and more coming up. Lovable, squeezable, Nick.